Okay, John David O'Brien, it's great to have you on the show. Wonderful to to speak to you today. How is it in LA? You are you in LA today? How is it there? Yes, I've been primarily in Los Angeles. I have done some trips to the East Coast, Tessa, but since the outbreak, it's been much easier to just stay put, which is what which is we've been advised to do. Los Angeles is doing okay. I mean, statistically, we're still in a red zone because okay. the contagion is so high. But Los Angeles compares to some populations that are almost as big as countries. So even if there is right. this contagion, it makes it a red zone. There are lots of communities, including the arts community, where you really don't see a lot or hear a lot about people who have suffered immensely from this. Um, so we're doing okay. I mean, nobody says right. good anymore. I'm doing well or good. Yeah. So we're doing okay. But yeah. it seems like with the vaccine starting out and all of the things with, with institutions being able to open up again, we're looking towards the summer and certainly next fall of being a time when things will, will return to having more activities and, and not quite as sort of blocked. Yeah. Oh, well, very good. Well, fingers crossed, and I hope so. But John, as ever, you're always very busy. So many different wonderful creative endeavors. Uh, brilliant to see your book review also in the LA Times recently. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. It was a project that I did with an experimental poet who used to be from California, and now she's down in Louisiana, but she'll soon be out in North Carolina. And we were talking about the architecture in Los Angeles. There's a phenomenon known as googies, which don't exist in Europe. They're the, the kind of, I would call them street advertising that was put on buildings to let people see them from afar. They usually had really oh, wow. tough And they're now abandoned because these businesses really don't work anymore. Yeah. So we decided do a um, book about them and we produced it. She did the writing, I did the images. I also did a public art project, which originally was going to incorporate some Googies that ended up being edited to things that are much more based on mosaics. Yeah. And uh, we, we printed it and then we, as we often do with art, we got busy with our new projects. And so it sort of disappeared. <laughs> and yes. then this other poet, Paul Vangelisti contacted Laura Mullen and mm -hmm. said, oh, he'd like to look at it. And he said, the book he said was amazing. So he gave it this wonderful review and that's where it now cropped up again in 2021. So it is now. Well, that's fantastic. But yeah, that's, that's really great. And interestingly, that is actually how I first met you as well. Thanks to a, another review in the LA times. I think it was of the garden show that you were curating at the Pasadena, wasn't it? That's where we met. So the La Cañada Flint Ridge Descanso Gardens, I was the curator for five years. Descanso, that's right, yeah. yeah. Then David Brown, the director, left, and Julianne Rook, who's also a friend of mine, and I'm still a member, um, decided to go more towards educational shows and less towards contemporary art. But okay. coincidentally, Tessa, I'm meeting with her next week because now that the lockdown has kept the Gardens Gallery, because it's a small, beautiful gallery that you saw it's now closed. So we're going to maybe do some contemporary art in the windows. So I may go back uh, and do something. We'll see. Yes, because we'll you were saying about windows and the windows of art, that this is kind of now a um, kind of thoroughfare for people to experience art just from the windows. So how, how is that kind of working out? So all of the scholastic institutions that I know of and the one that I work with in particular, Art Center College of Design, they have turned almost entirely to exhibiting things through windows, especially wow. at night, um, video projections that we're now actually getting some systems to put sound. There's a mm -hmm. type of uh, 
of the speaker that you can attach to the glass and it actually turns the whole glass into a loudspeaker oh, so people can hear clever. it. Because the problem with letting people in is that if you do the studies correctly, if you're an institution that's willing to risk it, the numbers are quite low, but you can have people walking by and seeing the parts of the world that, that, are, art, that are visible through the windows, which is actually a lot of people have started to enjoy that. There was a very yeah. well covered show by the LA Times of artists who were doing art out in the world, like at street corners, on fences. Ah, oh, so yeah. The way that people can experience the art has changed from just being in a gallery yes. to yes. being able to walk by. Yeah. And how about for artists just now, John? How do, do you feel artists are coping in this hard time? So a lot of artists do this thing called self-isolation anyway, because you don't really mm -hmm. normally paint with people. You don't normally sculpt with people. You don't normally even True. write with people. So in that sense, it didn't change. What did change were the opportunities to get their things seen or heard or read. Um, yes. But luckily, the web has been, a, has been a good tool, and a lot of artists have done that. And then a lot of artists have now gone back to doing what used to be called alternative spaces, which are basically spaces that are their opening, almost like the salons from the from the oh, 1800s. The artists yeah. will have to up where it can be seen, the doors can be open, the roll-up doors can be up. And so the opportunities have diminished, but quite honestly, Tessa, they're all starting to come back now. Everybody who's suspended in 2020 is now sending out emails saying, maybe, just maybe, in fall of 2021, we can do this, or if not, January of 2022. So people are not feeling the open-endedness of, of the virus at the beginning was just so vast. Nobody knew whether there's a yeah. horizon coming towards us of change or just simply moving further, further, further back. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and a how... lot of people have done special projects, projects that they wouldn't have done otherwise because they're like, okay, I'm here in the studio. I'm, I'm at home. I have to stay here. And there's yeah. been a lot of collaboration. I've heard of a lot of artists by myself. I'm collaborating with several artists on projects where we can exchange images and or words yes. at a distance to turn them into either a, a website or possibly a, a publication. And that's something yeah. that's increased because people have wanted to reach out even though they can't just drop by and have a coffee at your place. I know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And how about like for the art students? And I know you also teach sometimes as well, John. How yeah. is that whole world managing to keep going with the, with, with the pandemic? Well, when the pandemic first hit, most people were mid-semester. So Tessa yeah. really felt that as much. And we all had to go online. There was no more going to the classrooms. There was no more going to the shops. When okay. that ended and it became the summer, that's kind of a lighter time for teaching. But mm -hmm. the fall is really when people felt the difference. And I think there were a number of people, especially those who work in collaborative mediums like filmmaking or work in 3D things like sculpting or, or, or car design or transportation design, they took a, a kind of a hit in the sense that the students decided to opt for either an academic term or just take the term off. Now with the new hybrid classes coming in, it looks like they're gonna happen at most major universities, partially in person with smaller numbers and then partially online. It looks like the fall is, excuse me, the new year's, this coming fall will be better. But I think that it was a difficult time. I was asked to only teach 2D foundation classes and yeah. the Zoom classroom has actually worked out wonderfully. It's, it's an almost even more intense relationship you have with the students because when you're there with them with just face to face, like you and I are now, it, yeah. it, it's a completely different experience than being lost in the sounds of a classroom. Yeah, well, th that that's good to be able to maintain that. But I guess for 
just the students that are starting off in their university, their art school life, and just not to actually be able to meet people face to face, that must be pretty hard. You know, it is true, but this is also a generation, the one that's currently in the universities, who is a digital generation, and they're used totally. to meeting their friends nationally and internationally, maybe even locally, online. So they didn't have True. as tough a time as a generation like mine might have. We were yeah. used to meeting them. Yeah. But they do lose on looking at someone else's desk or their notebook and saying, oh, what are you up to? So we have to yeah. create new nexuses for them, which we do. We ask them to be in chats with each other outside of class, which they seem to be doing quite well at, if you give them a little bit of direction. But I personally am looking forward to being at least in a hybrid, if not in an in-person class, because for 3D, Tessa, it's impossible to teach someone how to use a drill press if you can't stand next to them. It's just doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, absolutely. It, it just, it must be very strange, the whole kind of change with that. But how, how about day-to-day, -day, John? How is your life in LA changed day-to-day? from maybe this time last year, it wouldn't have, wouldn't have been a lockdown, would it? No, this time last year, I was lamenting how hectic things were because so much okay. was going on and so fast. And I was getting more and more requests to do curatorial things, to be a participant as an artist. And I was feeling a bit harried. Right. And now I'm like, this is nice. <laughs> I'm <laughs> doing more exercise than ever before. I'm walking four mornings a week with friends Very good. at the gardens. The members are let in at eight o'clock. So for at least an hour, we're able to walk. I'm also okay. riding my bike outdoors twice a week with other friends. I'm wearing masks, but when you're outside, all of these activities can occur. Um, I would say that my rhythm has maintained a certain productivity, but it has not been as hectic. It has not been so difficult a rhythm to keep. And a lot of people that I've talked to have felt that this is a little bit nicer to not be, you know, Los Angeles in its own funny little laid back way. It's pretty pretty fast paced, not like New York. On the surface, it doesn't look like it, but if you actually uh -huh. add up what people do, and then Tessa, as you well know, because you've been here, this place is a drive village. You have to drive everywhere. And sure, people are now, totally. they, don't, they don't even measure the kilometers. They say how many minutes away it is. So that gives you an idea how often uh -huh. they're driving. And yeah. most people will tell you that anything under an hour is not really that far, which most places in Europe, you drive for an hour, you're in either another country or certainly yes. another region, right? Yeah. So I think people have lost that and happily so. They're like, oh, I'm not, I don't have to drive every day for 45 minutes. Mm, we'll see. Well, that's good. The pandemic yeah. is, is brought under control, whether people will in fact opt into having more Zoom meetings, having some more Zoom classes, and maybe not clogging the freeways as they once were every day for you know hours at a time. Yeah. So that one. But yeah. my life I think, is, was, is doing quite all right. I've been very lucky. My work mm. I can do online. My family and friends both here and in Italy are all doing okay. And That's have, good, so, yeah. And, and how have you been? How have you been doing? I know that your, your work too is usually about traveling. I'm sure that you I had know. a- I know, yeah, I do miss it quite a lot. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed things are going to start opening up again yeah. soon, but it is, yeah, you can't really go much farther than about 10 miles. You're not, you're not allowed. And you yeah. hear stories of people getting stopped by the police and stuff. If they're even going shopping in somewhere that's a bit further away and yeah, it's quite kind of, 
harrowing to hear of people being arrested for having a baby shower or having a party of more, you know, just around 10, 15 people. But it, yeah, at very strange times. But I was just going to ask you, David, uh, John, sorry, about the kind of change in having like art group experiences, like things like art shows and openings. Do you find that people are missing this a lot or do you think there's a way people are managing to cope online with this as well? It's a mix. I would say that a large quantity of people miss the openings, miss the get-togethers yes. because it's the time to socialize. A much smaller number is grateful to not be socially embarrassed by these events, which sometimes left them quite nervous. Artists really? <laughs> usually, yeah, some people don't love openings at all. I, I don't know why because it's usually a lot of fun, but that's just my perception. Yeah. A lot of people tried at the beginning for these sort of Zoom get-togethers, and most of them, honestly, Tessa, didn't really work because holding up something on a screen or screen sharing, you know, if you're in a scholastic environment, it works, but if you're a more creative one, people want to actually walk around and have conversations. So most people just put it on suspended animation. They say, well, wait yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. But not in the art world because many people in the art world are not full-time. So if they did get ill, unlike Europe, where there is medical protection for everybody, here it would be just you'd be on your own and it could be quite disastrous Terrible. economically as well as physically. So I think people now are just very elated that there's something on the horizon. I, for example, because I'm an educator, I, was, I received an email. I actually received a, a text message on Sunday to sign up and I'm going this afternoon to get the first vaccination of two. But it's I, all very good. seems yeah. to be working well yeah, and I'm not old enough to qualify as an elderly person, but I, as an instructor, they want the schools to be starting again. So California, the county particularly, but the state also moved it yeah. ahead. And I, and I think that that's making everybody feel more heartened about it. I'm going to be yes. actually opening, so to speak, quote unquote opening, an exhibition on later on this month. I'll be putting work in an artist's studio that she's converted to an exhibition space called Roswell Space. And we, I don't know what the procedure is going to be. She can open to small groups of people who make reservations and abide by all the different things wearing the mask. She's got air purifiers in the, in the two small rooms. So we will, I'll let you Very know about good. that once it's open. I've never done yeah. it. It's the first one um, oh, since the lockdown. Yeah. But, but the situation in Europe is totally different. In the United yeah. States, even if you wanted to tell everyone to stay home and give them tickets or some kind of a, uh, you know, fine for leaving it, it's it's impossible it's too big but the laws here don't people. really support that no yeah. so you can't yeah. i mean you have people that are still foolishly going around not wearing masks and having clandestine you know get togethers which are like bars and then unfortunately they have outbreaks but all you can do is hope that they don't get their friends so so ill that they end up in a hospital because that that yeah. becomes the problem yeah that's very true and how about um, for things like in the film world, do you see films still being made and stuff? I know friends of mine are working on movies and stuff in London and they have very rigorous COVID testing. But uh, yeah, I, I, have yes. a, I have a couple of friends that have just had kind of bit parts in, in films. Well, the industry, that, that's, the industry that's certainly a part of your life that's been most affected is music. There has been no live music, so to speak. To, since last March. And so musicians, yeah. I think, are particularly suffering also because their type of art is a performative art that they need to do with others. And so I know that they've been the most 
shall I say, saddened by the situation. And they're all really hopeful to be concerts where you can have listeners the film yeah. people slow down a lot i know that from my francesco's work he works in that industry and yeah. he, they've been doing a lot of commercials because people are stuck in front of the screen um, movies he said and b have been moving ahead but as you said tessa they have very strict regimes uh, yes and they're testing early and if you do get a contagion then they have to get locked down for 14 or 15 days so it makes the yeah. planning and the cost of the exorbitant. So I know there's been a slowdown and everybody's assuming that when they're able to get these vaccines that they'll create, the, what they're calling these pods, you know, groups of people who know each other and are behaving well enough that they're not bringing new people in. So they're not going to be inadvertently non-symptomatic carrier, but it will, it will start again. It's been going on. It's just been going on very slowly. Yeah. So that's, mm. So when things do open up, have you any plans for um, going to Italy or coming to Europe? Or yes. are you just going to wait to see I, how it goes, John? No, no. I have a ticket. I have a ticket that's actually for the 26th of April. I'm going to fly into Italy. I'm oh, going to try and pick up these two shows I was going to do in Rome this spring and one yeah. show I'm going to do in Palermo. Italy. They will not be done this spring, but I'll meet people. And because I've been, I will have been vaccinated because I'll be abiding by all the norms I've been told I won't even have to self-isolate if my test proves negative on the arrival and okay. Tessa I have traveled in the coast. I had to travel to the east coast and yeah. you just learn to travel very differently yes you need to be very how was what it you like do. well the, so the ones flights that I were on are fairly were fairly empty the right. flight attendants were making sure greater distances between people I was wearing a mask the whole time and I wasn't touching anything and I had hand sanitizer with me. I actually felt like it was probably one of the safest places I was at in more so than some of the markets I used to go shopping. Some of the people without masks. So yeah. they say that the air purification and all of those things, they say being the media, that actually the air on the airplanes is rarely going to be a super spreader or a transmitter of this, this particular type of malady. Yeah. But obviously it is more risky than staying at home but I, I'm not able to stay at home. I also have had to work at Art Center. We've changed shows. And although we haven't had people in the galleries, I mean, one of the things, Tessa, that's really turned out to be wonderful for the art world in general, but certainly for the academic art world is everybody put together a much more compelling web presence because now that's yeah. how you really have to meet. Some of the galleries have got beautiful websites. Some of the university galleries are just like, wow, they looked terrible until the pandemic because they didn't really care. They wanted the students to come, this and that. And all of a sudden they built up this amazing, you go and you can do these virtual fly-throughs and look at the objects, spin them around. So in that sense, I think we're not going to lose that. That's going to become a, a, an added phenomenon. But That's I do, a good point, yeah. And I think in your conversation, we do yearn for a moment in which we don't have to all be closed in our own little environment separate from the rest of the world. Yes. Well, I and hope so. Also yeah. yeah, she's doing good. She's she um, nearly finished school, just two more years to go. And she's really mm -hmm. enjoying her photography. And uh, yeah, she makes some little films. So fingers crossed we will get to meet um, one of these days. Yes. But it's I, so kind you. of you. Thank you so much for um, chatting yes. today. Wonderful to hear you and your news. And I hope your trip goes well. 
to Italy. I'll keep your loop on all that and I'll send you the invitation you. for that exhibition here at Please. Roswell Space. Yes, that'd be marvelous. Well, so wonderful to speak to you, John. Thank you so much. And just a quick... You look, you look wonderful, Tessa, and it's great to have a chance to catch up. Oh, marvelous. Well, thank you so much, John, David O'Brien. Really lovely to speak to you and see you very soon, I hope. Take yes, care. I hope so, Tessa. Thank bye -bye. you. Bye. Thank you.